Welcome to The Refresh from Insider, presented by WebEx by Cisco. I'm Rebecca Ibarra. And I'm Dave Smith. It's Tuesday, June 14th, and we're bringing you real-time news. Fresh like live radio, but on-demand like podcasts. Here's the latest. The value of the U.S. dollar is hovering near its highest point in two decades. That's because some investors are predicting the Fed will announce it's raising interest rates by 75 basis points on Wednesday. That would be the largest Fed hike in nearly 30 years and a strong move to tamp down record high inflation. If you're wondering about why this all affects the dollar, rising interest rates tend to reduce the total amount of money in circulation, which makes the dollar stronger. You know how Idaho police arrested those 31 white nationalists out of the back of a U-Haul truck over the weekend, preventing them from rioting at that Pride event? Well, now the police say they're receiving death threats. The Coeur d'Alene police chief says his department has gotten about 150 phone calls since the arrests, and half of them have been people yelling and screaming threats. Ohio is allowing teachers to carry guns in the classroom with as little as 24 hours of training. Republican Governor Mike DeWine signed the bill on the heels of the massacre at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas, and a year after Ohio's Supreme Court ruled school employees needed 700 hours of training. DeWine emphasized that arming teachers is not a requirement. This is a local choice. It's not mandated by the legislature nor by the governor. This Thursday, Elon Musk will attend an all-hands meeting at Twitter. It'll be the first time he'll face Twitter employees since he announced his takeover bid. And Aaron Weinman, who writes the 10 Things on Wall Street newsletter here at Insider, says it comes at a time where there are still questions about Musk's ability to cover bank loans he's going to need to fund his $44 billion plan. Firstly, investors in bonds and loans love something Twitter does not have, and that's cash flow. The company isn't profitable. And for investors to take a chance on such a company would require a sound business plan from Musk, something he hasn't provided yet. And two, the second thing investors love about bonds and loans is certainty and stability. Musk's back and forth over whether he will go ahead with the deal doesn't give investors certainty or stability that they want in a company that they could potentially be investing in. You hear that? That's Lizzo's newest single, Girls, from her upcoming album, Special. Those lyrics are slightly different today than they were. It used to say, do you see this shit? I'm a spaz. Fans called out that word as ableist, like spaz, short for spastic, uncontrollable body movements. Lizzo says she didn't mean to be hurtful and made the change. We're updating the refresh from Insider throughout the day with the latest headlines, so be sure to check back often. And we'd love to hear from you. Tell us what you love or don't about the show. Email us at therefresh at insider.com. Coming up, as we rethink so much of how we work, Carrie Donahue talks with one writer who's been looking into ways to get rid of managers, all of them. The changing world of hybrid work offers new possibilities. WebEx enables them with an open platform and many integrated partners like Calendly, Gong, and HubSpot. Powerful partnerships power hybrid work. Visit apphub.webex.com. WebEx, working for everyone. 
Imagine a workplace without managers, where the hierarchy is flattened, where the hall monitoring of middle managers is out, replaced by employees working in small teams full of autonomy and ownership. It sounds really exciting, right? Well, writer Molly Lipson says the pandemic changed a lot of things about the workplace and maybe next up, getting rid of managers, all of them. Often managers, they form part of this bottleneck structure, which slows things down, kind of personal relationships or um, the sort of language that you use to have to address somebody who's supposedly above you in the hierarchy and things like that. And it kind of creates this slightly... Um, strange mechanism within this company that we don't really necessarily see in the outside world. So you don't really talk to people in that way outside of your workplace. And for a lot of people that can feel really unnatural and really prohibiting for progress. You were writing about a particular type of organizational structure where the hierarchy is replaced with sort of these small, flat, interconnected teams. Can you tell me a little bit about that? The way that it's used in corporations and corporate structures is called holacracy. It was started up as a bit of a dream by two of those very people who looked to remove managers there in their own company and sort of built this company in and of itself called Holacracy One, a flattened structure within a, within a sort of corporate mechanism. The idea instead is that departments, they work horizontally rather than vertically. So they kind of sit next to each other in overlapping circles. And this is this is actually something that can be mapped out visually. So if you imagine sort of a, a traditional structure would be like a pyramid. You know, if you imagine someone like Amazon, for example, you'd have the sort of drivers probably right at the bottom of that pyramid and then Jeff Bezos right at the top. The idea of holacracy is to sort of squish that pyramid and turn them into circles. So Jeff Bezos would be as important to the company as the delivery driver in, say, somewhere like, like India. Each person has a list of responsibilities and accountabilities. And uh, as long as a, a, a member of staff is kind of meeting those criteria, it doesn't matter necessarily how they do that, but it's up to them to kind of make that work structure happen from governance down. I feel like people are biologically almost determined to seek hierarchy in kind of any social group. Like if you have more than two or three people, there's somebody who kind of emerges as a leader and someone else who's ready to follow that. I feel like, do you think this goes kind of against human nature or how do we overcome that sort of sense of seeking a hierarchy that's kind of innate to us? Yeah, so another really interesting point that I was almost sort of forced to think about quite a lot with this piece, that hierarchy is something that we actually need in order to continue making profit in the way that we currently make it, which is in quite exploitative ways and relies on uh, racial, class and gender hierarchies, to name a few. So my understanding is that it's actually not human nature to need hierarchies of the kind that we are really used to. So power hierarchies, hierarchies of authority, for example, I think that hierarchies can come through in other ways. So hierarchy of experience. And through my research, my interviews, what I found is that the companies where it hasn't worked well, it's been more due to a sort of unwillingness to unlearn these, these hierarchies that we're so used to because they're everywhere, right? We can't really escape them because, you know, we live in a society that is, that is hierarchical in every way, whether it's in, in the family, in, in education, in the workplace. I think that where it hasn't worked has been more due to a lack of, of being able to or being willing to truly unlearn that. Thank you so much, Molly. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on the show. It's been great. 
Make sure to follow The Refresh from Insider on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please leave a rating and review. It helps other people discover the show. You can also just tell your smart speaker to play The Refresh from Insider podcast. I'm Dave Smith. And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. Talk to you soon. Thank you.